0: I'm RJ Bell with the sports betting headlines for Monday. More Dallas Cowboy and Dak Prescott pessimism. And you know what? The markets are moving. Week one, downgrade Dallas. Season wins, downgrade Dallas. Division odds, downgrade Dallas. We'll get to it. Jacksonville and New Orleans tonight first preseason game, maybe the only preseason game, in my opinion, with four viable starting quarterbacks. Not saying they'd all be great, but they'd be viable. Saints at home, favored by four against the Jags. Speaking of preseason football, Baltimore won their 19th straight game, tying the all-time record, 17-2 against the spread. They play this week. Here comes a four-hour of the Vegas Truth covering all that and more.
1: You're listening to Fox Sports Sports radio. This is Straight out of Vegas with the voice of Vegas. Your host, RJ Bell.
2: Give me a, mother, girl. Give me a I'm I'm I more.
1: The pregame show America has always wanted. I
2: doubt the future.
1: the Vegas Strip. Here's R.J. Bell.
0: You heard it. I'm R.J. live in Las Vegas, live on Monday, live on 225 FSR stations across this great nation. Joined by A.J. Hoffman in studio.
3: Hello, R.J. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you?
0: I don't know. You know, it's funny. I'm hearing a little something weird in my ears. Yeah, I'm gonna say hey to Jonas to make sure he's hearing me. Hey Jonas, how's everything?
2: Uh, I'm good, RJ. How are you? I I sound fine, huh? Yeah.
0: I mean, usually, did you have to pause when I said I sound fine? (laughs) Well, I just like like, that's like like, that's a trick question or something. No, I
2: I think yeah, it sounded you sound normal. Everything sounds good. You know, in my headphones,
0: halfway through that, it completely changed. So I thought, what's going on? Is the nation not hearing me? If they're not hearing me, why would I talk? Like with my wife, it's like, you want to talk? I go, no, there's not no hundreds one's of listening. thousands of people listening. Why would I? <laughs> Jonas Knox in LA.
2: Yeah, and on a day, RJ, in which we do have, uh, not technical difficulties to start the show. We'll no. figure those out. But we've got ourselves a Monday night football game later on this evening. And we've also got a busy weekend recap in the NFL preseason. What is the Vegas lead here on this Monday?
0: Well, to me, it has to be the Dallas Cowboys because it's what we've been saying, right? Which is that Dak playing is not a sure thing, that him playing 100% isn't a sure thing. Now we've got comments along those lines from the great Adam Schefter himself and the odds are moving.
2: Yeah, and it was Adam Schefter who pointed out uh, over the weekend uh, in regards to Dallas Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott that he may actually not be 100% at all this season based on dealing with the ankle injury and the surgery from last year, but also this ongoing shoulder problem and arm issue that he's dealt with in training camp. In my opinion,
0: this is why these comments are more important than they might even seem. There's a concept in the law called a statement against interest. And what that means is if someone says something that hurts them, you can believe it. Because why would would someone say something that hurts them if it were untrue? So when I hear a Gil Brandt type who is a, I don't want to say this as an aspersion, as a negative, but a Dallas Cowboy lifer or at least a, you know, there's Homer elements to it. When he talks about things like saying, just not sure he'll be 100% in Game 1, that means he's trying to spin it every way to be pro-Cowboys. And he still says that. So let's look at what Brandt said again. Had a long talk with Dak Prescott. He expects to be out there when the Cowboys open the season. I think it will take a lot to keep him from playing. So it's like, rah, rah, rah. Just not sure he'll be 100%. That is a statement against, in a way, the Cowboys. It must be so true for him to want to say it just to be truthful. Obviously, he's trying to be truthful just with a little home sunglasses, you know, the, the cowboy tinted glasses. You look at Adam Schefter, who is not a homer for Dallas, but he's certainly not sensational. He's not the type to say drop bombs like hot, you know, hot takes to get attention. He says, "I'm not sure he'll be fully back. He may not be back all season long." So we went from, it's a precaution. A second MRI is okay and normal even. What are you crazy? You don't think two MRIs are normal? <laughs> What's wrong with you? To, a, you know, the most respected reporter in the NFL, or one of them saying, this might affect his performance, hinder the Cowboys' season, all season. Dak Prescott's arm. When did that transition happen,
3: AJ Hoffman? I, I think you and I were on it a little before everybody else was. You might be taking a little too much credit. Oh, really? (laughs) I mean, if you say we, I'll accept that. Uh, I I said you and I. That's we. (laughs) You had the wrong
0: Well, Okay, go ahead. Okay, you Uh, you and I had it. If anything, I...
4: I, I Mackenzie, do you remember him saying anything about... Oh... I remember him saying, "Yep, that makes a lot of sense." Johnny, right? uh, <laughs> do you remember him saying anything about it?
2: Uh, yeah, I remember we all had a conversation about it. I'd, li- I'd like to throw myself in the mix as well too. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
3: Mackenzie's the Gil Brandt of this place, by the way. You're the do- you're Jerry Jones. He's Gil Brandt. Uh, if I had that <laughs> yacht, I would take it. You know what's funny is you tried to x out, Jones. I apologize, Jones. <laughs> that's right. That's
2: right. Yeah. I mean, any anything uh, Vegas or gambling related, it's always a good idea to x me out. (laughs)
0: but let's accept the generous I I would to be honest Jonas would be second McKenzie third year fourth (laughs) but no big deal no big deal
3: but go ahead I I feel like the the as hard knocks, you know we we've seen more of this, and and they've talked about it less. I think that raised suspicion. Yeah, and I think now the reports coming directly out of camp. I think Michael Irvin's was scary, and Michael. So repeat that. Yeah, Michael Irvin a week ago said, I you know I've been watching him and watching him throw the ball, he'd take the snap and throw it back with his left hand. I said, uh oh, this isn't good. And the Cowboys don't want to talk about it because if there's talk about a quarterback being out for any amount of time, it can ruin every. Everything. It's almost like that's AJ Hoffman. We are straight out of Vegas. It's almost like uh, if anyone
0: watched Mad Men, at one point Roger Sterling had a heart attack and they had their biggest client coming in. So they put makeup on him, wheeled him out, and it made it seem like he was okay when he had just had a heart attack. Why is Dak even throwing on the side? Like, what? Why is he doing it in front of it? When someone's rehabbing like this, you don't usually see it in front of the media. It feels like they're, they're like. I'm not saying they're doing this, but it's almost like, hey, give them a lot of Mountain Dew, perk them up, get them out there, have them throw for 10 minutes. And then we everyone can say, because remember, I'll say we were skeptical when the news came out. Well, Dak Prescott's back at practice throwing on the sidelines. And I was like, see what happens is they get that headline they want. They they. The Cowboys particularly did things to generate certain headlines, which was, oh, this is over now because Dak's throwing. But in truth, he was tossing like his grandpa. And I think Dallas has been very cognizant of the media spin on this because there's something behind it that's bigger. You don't worry about media spin all that much if the truth is going to r- redeem you, if the truth is going to make it a non-issue. It's only when the media spin is going to shine a light on
3: something you want hidden do you worry as much about the media spin. The the alternative was keeping him hidden away, which all it would do is lead to more but speculation. If, so, if someone's injured... But they don't want to say he's injured. Kawhi wasn't even in the same state as the Clippers at some point. It's <laughs> true. And this is, this, I think it goes back to Hard Knocks. This is being sort of bad luck for the Cowboys to have Hard Knocks locked in this year because if Hard Knocks was showing everything but Dak, it would just fuel the fire of what's going on? Where is Dak? But, but I would say in the episode
0: two, there was a, a, a real avoidance of the issue, yep. right? Jonas?
2: Yeah, I, I, the fact that we're even here, I think it, it is telling and tells me everything I need to know about their confidence level and him going into the season. The fact that we're even having the conversation of you know, I mean, he should be ready to go week one. A month ago, it was I want to get reps in the preseason. I want to knock some of the rust off. Mike McCarthy, Dak Prescott, we talked about it. That was the plan. That was the approach. They missed the Hall of Fame game. They missed game two. He misses this weekend's game, and now they've already said he's not going to play in the preseason finale, and they're even trying to spin that as well, too, by saying, oh, well, that was the original plan anyways. We're not going to put him out there for the preseason finale. OK, but you didn't put him out there for the previous three games either. And so I don't, I don't think this is you know, in accordance with your plan. I think there's real concern. I think there's problems. I think there have been uh, concerns there. And they've been trying to figure out a way to try and you know, dance around the topic. But the regular season is approaching.
0: That's Jonas Knox. We are straight out of Vegas. Let's look at the odds and the movement. So this is what we told you two weeks ago. We, two weeks ago, that here's the worst case. Dak's out for the whole year. It's some injury, Tommy John-type surgery. Okay. The second would be he misses some games. Maybe it's one, maybe it's 10. He misses some. The next is he plays in all the games, but he's not 100% physically. Let's say the first game he's 9 or 88, second game he's 92. Okay. That's a big material thing. That matters. Less than 100% matters. It's less than 100. But then what people don't seem to get is even if none of that is true, if I say, "Dak, God came down and told me the lottery for tomorrow, I'm going to keep that to myself, but also the Dak will be 100% for week 1 against Tampa Bay." I still think this has all been a negative for Dak. Why? Because off a catastrophic leg injury to then have a second injury that may have stemmed from compensating for the initial leg injury, throwing differently, throwing more with his arm, or maybe trying to move his hips too much. Who knows? Something. He's never had a problem like this before. First time back from his leg injury, he has it. Coincidence? Maybe. But regardless... He won't have the prep time to shake the rust off. So anyone that thinks you can go almost a year in between games and in that first game you're going to be just fine, that's absurd. So even the best-case situation is a downgrade for Dallas week one, which is why we recommended playing Tampa Bay minus seven, and that line is up to eight. Just over the weekend, seven became eight, Tampa Bay favored. Season win total, Dallas last week, 9.3 wins. Now 8.9. That's almost a half a point, or I'm sorry, a half a win between 9.3 and 8.9. So that's about 15 points on the season. A win's about 35. So they're saying we are downgrading the Dallas Cowboys by two touchdowns throughout the season. That is significant. And finally, the NFC East odds. Many listeners have a vested interest because we've got Washington plus 350 to win the division. 100 wins you 350. Washington's down to what, 2-1? to Yeah, plus 200 wins you 200 now. I I like it better at 350. (laughs) Dallas is down to plus 130. They were plus 150. So in every case, except for game one, these are season-long bets. The market is saying we think there's a real chance that Dak is going to be affected in game one at minimum, but enough so to affect the entire season by about two touchdowns. Now, Dak's only worth about six points. Let's call him seven per game. So if they're downgrading him two touchdowns, they're almost saying Dak's going to miss two games. Or they could be saying he'll be at 80% for four games. But they're saying this is about the same as if Dak missed two games, is the downgrade they did in season wins. And that's a breakdown you're getting nowhere else on national radio or even podcasts. What do you think, AJ? Or local radio, for that matter. I agree. When we come back, we're going to look at two things. One, the San Francisco 49ers may be in the worst quarterback spot they could have imagined. Cousin Kyle, well, no, we're going to have his representative, Mackenzie, answer for it. Also, Baltimore, 19 straight preseason wins. I haven't
2: bet him for like three years. What the heck's going on there? He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio.
4: Right out of
1: Make it! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I
0: disagree with an I disagree with protocol. If you speak out again, I'm We are Straight Out of Vegas.
2: And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you the fan, coming up here in just a couple of moments. We will take a closer look at one of the quarterback battles heading into the season.
0: Yes, and Cousin Kyle, that's Kyle Shanahan, cousins of producer mackenzie he's got to answer. Now, I'll say this. Somehow, some way, he's claiming he's playing the race card. (laughs) If you look at Twitter, the race card has already been played. We are the fastest-growing show on Fox Sports Radio. Our audience has doubled in the last year plus. That's because of you. Spread the word. Keep it up, and we'll keep producing the most entertaining. And, you know, unscared to even wade into political waters if necessary. Well, especially if they're going to make money or allow us to laugh. You can listen on 225 stations coast to coast here in Vegas on The Strip. 101 degrees, the neon is percolating.
2: So, RJ, the San Francisco 49ers got their first win of the preseason on Sunday night. It was 15-10, the final, over the L.A. Chargers. But the story coming out of that game continues to be, what is the plan at quarterback moving forward? Will it be Jimmy G or Trey Lance, the number three overall pick, to be the guy calling signals there for the Niners to start off the year?
0: Trey Lance, who you could make the case they mortgaged their future on. I mean, I don't want to make a big deal about it, but yes, mortgaged their future on. <laughs> and I thought it was a very strange decision when they did it. And I get it is I am not Kyle Shanahan. I don't, I'm not even his cousin. But let's start with the objective measures first. Mackenzie, how would you say, and we'll let you take the lead here, how would you say you would ra- rate... The performance of Trey Lance this weekend, solid B, B. So B is above average. So that means if you had a hundred quarterbacks play, average would be fifty. So you'd say somewhere between forty and sixty is average. A B is going to be somewhere in the seventies, let's say. Not like an, a scholastic score, but so you're saying like about better than three out of four quarterbacks, maybe better two out of three, right in that range. Okay. Yeah. Me, explain how that could possibly be when the numbers say so
4: to the contrary. To the numbers, to your point, 56th grade by pro football focus. Now, how would you characterize that? Below replacement level, pretty much as bad as it comes. As so literally, starting quarterback literally
0: if they went out in front of the stadium before the game and put up a sign, we need a quarterback, someone who was walking in would have been like, <laughs> would have been like maybe two time all state in like Colorado at quarterback 15 years ago would have been just as good yeah exactly you know replacement like you get the guy
4: off his couch that somehow doesn't seem to be better than two-thirds of quarterbacks well what the pro football focus graders may not have factored into their calculations now listen i'm a little scared if you say this they might try to hire you away (laughs) from me but go ahead It's about what they're asking him to do. It's all the hardest stuff. It's all the deepest drops. It's all the second reads. It's all the tight windows. And he's not the best at it yet. But So you're you're saying not the best at quarterbacking. (laughs) If if only they allowed him to do something else. Well, quarterbacking nowadays does involve screen passes and runs and all the different things that he's going to be great at, but they're not asking him to do it because they're trying to improve what he can't do right now.
0: Okay, so the 49ers are so good. (laughs) <laughs> They're saying all oh, that's it's, it's almost like a guy that's not a great, like, I was a really good pool shooter at a certain point, not like professional, but in any given bar, I was probably the best, though it's possible I wasn't. But I was not good at bank shots. It's almost like if I played someone and said, I'm only going to shoot bank shots, <laughs> exactly, and I lose, and it's like, well, you know why he lost because he only shot bank shots. You're saying they aren't allowing him to do the things he's good at. You you ever hear the story that one time Larry Bird played a whole game just shooting left-handed? Of course, yes. Yeah, it's almost like that, except Larry Bird was a legend at that point, and Trey Lance is, uh, I don't know. Just turned 21. How do we even
3: know what Trey Lance is really good at? I, didn't you see that grainy footage? From- no. <laughs> <laughs> All I know is what I, I mean. I know what scouts will tell me. Like, uh, uh, yeah, he's he's good at. and I mean, obviously, physically, he's impressive, but not playing quarterback physically. No, I mean, I mean, just like from stature, yeah, he's like impressive. If we, if
0: we were like back in the times of Braveheart, and we're thinking about having like some fights, I, I wouldn't necessarily want to fight him. It's ju-
3: impressive, but I just I just don't understand how we can say. He, he's not doing what he's best at we have no idea what he's best well, at because we, we've we hardly be seen sure him play i think he can
0: run pretty well and i would agree with this the 49ers in most teams are not are disinclining their quarterbacks that are younger from running in the preseason because running is effective it raises the basement no doubt like it hurts but every time you run there's a chance you're going to get hurt and why take that chance in the preseason I agree, but wouldn't you say, McKenzie, that 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 most of the young quarterbacks have been disinclined to run? So it's
4: it's 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 not as if like this is only Trey Lance. So it feels like we're grading apples to apples. It's true that they've been disinclined to run, but for Jordan Love, for example, who runs a similar offense, there was a lot of screen passes, a lot of easy things to do, a lot of let's get this quarterback going because we need his confidence to be better kind of play calls. I didn't see that with the 49ers, which impressed me. Now,
0: somehow, and we are straight out of Vegas, and I'm R.J. Bowen. I'm talking to Mackenzie Rivers. So when you hear this, (laughs) this is Mackenzie talking. How did—I didn't see your tweet.
4: How did this become a race issue? I just said, isn't it interesting that PFF, other analytic websites, they seem to love one mobile quarterback and one mobile quarterback only, and that for some reason seems to be Taysom Hill. Go figure. Okay, so you're saying that what you're saying, Mackenzie Rivers, graduated Yale. Now that's been
0: almost twenty years ago, right? Yeah, I'm not sure if they take me at this point. But, they, but, you're, <laughs> still, but you're still, talk, but you still have it up on your
4: Twitter, right? I do. I do. <laughs> at what point will you take that down? Have you considered it yet? Yeah, when I have another <laughs> great achievement in my life, this is so, coming, it's coming. So, never, never. <laughs> I mean, this is, a, I mean, it'll be like the first line of his obituary Yale class
0: of. All right. Early decision. <laughs> okay, but here's the thing, all joking aside. You think they're
4: looking at the grades and saying, That guy's black, so I'm going to grade it differently. No, I don't think they're doing it. So what are they doing? Implicit bias. For whatever reason, they just said, man, that handoff Taysom Hill just did, that was much better than Jameis Winston's handoff, and so on and so forth. They have their preconceived notions, everybody does, and they bring it into their grading.
0: As the cousin of Kyle Shanahan, is this your belief or the family
4: belief? (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure my cousin would want me to distance myself as— For the furthest as possible from them. But, yeah, no, this is my belief. This is Mackenzie Rivers, not Shanahan. He was kind of losing his breath at the end. You notice he got so excited. He was like, "Ah, "Okay, you can
0: turn the mic off. You're fine. What do you think, Jonas? All
2: right. Of all the young quarterback, rookie quarterback, veteran quarterback battles heading into the season, this is the one in San Francisco I felt was most likely to go the way of a rookie quarterback in Trey Lance. Uh, I, as far as if it was going to happen, I felt like this is the most likely chance of it happening in San Francisco because look, they, they've been shopping Jimmy Garoppolo for a couple of years now. They talked to Tom Brady. They talked to about trading for Aaron Rodgers. They talked to. They were you know moved up in the draft aggressively to take be have an opportunity to take a quarterback in Chicago. You've got Andy Dalton. And, and Justin Fields, it, that I never felt like that was a, a legitimate threat to Andy Dalton as of yet, and we'll see how that plays out. Cam Newton, I've always felt he was going to be the starter. Belichick prefers veterans over, over rookie quarterbacks, but this is the one I looked at and said, the organization has already shown you the ability. They've already shown you that they're interested in somebody other than Jimmy Garoppolo. This guy's got a real opportunity to win this job in the preseason, and he hasn't yet, and that tells uh, me it, where it, they it, think he
0: is. That's my point. You're saying the groundwork was there for the change.
2: It laid out.
3: And and it seems less likely today than it yeah. was two weeks ago. 100%. You agree with that? Yeah. See, I would have disagreed. I would have said coming into the season and, – and this is where when the 49ers drafted Trey Lance, I was shocked because – They've drafted a project, and the Forty ers seem like a team that's ready to win right now, except for a quarterback. I thought if they were going to trade up, it was going to be a guy for a guy that they thought they could plug in immediately, and he'd well, be well, good so to start who, week who one. Who are those people? I think I, I think most people thought Trevor Lawrence and Mac Jones were the two most. Well, so they didn't have a ch- chance they didn't have a shot at Lawrence. Lawrence. They did have a shot at Mac Jones though, and they, they did. And everyone
0: who is half smart or almost everyone who's half smart thought Mac Jones would have been egregious at three he's okay at 15, that, that Mac Jones. Now, looking at Mac Jones, I would make the following case, and let's run down the rookies, and if anyone disagrees with me, speak up. So I'm going to say something about each of the rookies, and you say, I disagree, is I would make the case Zach Wilson looks better than expected. Any disagreement? None. <laughs> All right, so we agree there. Uh, as we go down the list, Trey Lance worse than expected. You agree? About what I expected. But you were very pessimistic. And it wasn't racial. No. Okay. (laughs) Mackenzie. all joke aside, yes or no, has Trey Lance disappointed you? No, he has not. So this is the level you expected? Yes. Okay. Trevor Lawrence, I'm going to go around the horn on because I'm a seller on him. I'm a pessimist on him. I have not been impressed, but maybe it's cognitive bias on my part. How would you grade Trevor Lawrence so far, Jonas?
2: Uh, kind of what I expected. Uh, some nice throws. He's got arm talent. He's you know physically gifted, but he looks pretty skinny uh, as far as you know for an NFL quarterback. Um, you know he had a, he had a troubles early on in his last start. I think tonight is going to tell us a lot more about him. But it's about what I expected with with Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, and, and
0: we do have tonight's game. Saints favored by four right now. We'll be breaking
3: it down before the end of the hour. Trevor Lawrence. Similar to Jonas. Uh, we've seen some, some really so nice about flashes. What we, about what we expected. Yeah. Except he's the number one.
0: Who's looked best? Zach Wilson. So right now, the number one pick has not looked best. Yes. You agree, Jonas? Uh, yeah, I would say that. Yeah. Okay, Mac Jones. It's easy to say, yeah, we knew his process and speed were fast. Yeah, but this fast? this much command and control this much maturity after 1 year as a starter at the level of even division 1 college and my point would be,
3: doesn't Mac Jones' physical skills maybe seem like the cap on him wasn't quite what we thought? Certainly. The, the, the physical ceiling is lower because he well, doesn't have— Well, I was going to say I thought the ceiling was higher than the low ceiling that we all kind of thought was the case. I, I think, like, when you look at Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields, you, you can dream. Like you yeah, said, you yeah. can dream on talent. And yeah, Mac Jones, Marcus a, Russell, too. There's a limit on how great Mac Jones could be because is he's there, got physical is there, limitations. Because Drew,
0: was there, could he be as great as Drew Brees? He could be. Which is one of the best seven quarterbacks in the sure. history of the league. So if the, if your limit is one of the seven best quarterbacks in the history of the league, is that really a limit? But that's like saying, well, couldn't Kyler Murray be Drew Brees? You say short quarterbacks well, don't work. The difference is, Drew Brees is almost six foot. Kyler Murray's like four inches short.
3: I'm, I'm serious. There's a difference there. I, I'm just saying that like anytime we try to compare anyone to Drew Brees or could you be Tom Brady or th- something like that, it's yeah, just... But, but what I'm saying is, even if you look at the, the normal good quarterbacks... They're usually not—the
0: guys with all the tools usually are either great or not or average. The The above-average crowds usually are the hard workers that get everything else right, and then there's something con- restraining them or constraining them physically. My point would be, and let me ask Jonas, if I look at Mac Jones, I know it's an easy talking point to say— Yeah, but look at his physical. He was faster. Who was? uh, Mahomes. He had a faster 40 than Patrick Mahomes. How tall is he? Take a look. 6'2"? Yeah. Uh, 6'2 or 6'3 maybe? Yeah. So it's like he's not. His arm strength is what? NFL average at bat or at worst? So I guess I don't understand all these limitations. He's six, you know. Did you get his height, McKenzie? Six three, yep. Six three. I mean, so that's pretty much optimal height. His arm strength. I, I, if you look at PFF, they've been grading um, college. Oh, I don't know, six seven years, I think it's been. Mac Jones had the highest grade throughout the season, his one season, of any quarterback ever in that time period. Trevor Lawrence, batter. Just go down the list. Josh Burrow or Joe Burrow, batter. And oh, by the way, week two of the NFL preseason, highest grade of any quarterback, Mac Jones. My question to you, well, I'll let you think on it, AJ. I'll go to Jonas. What are these physical limitations that are going to limit him? Because I don't see him.
2: And now he he clearly has the physical tools to be able to play quarterback at a high level in the NFL because uh, he played it at a high level in Alabama. I think a lot of this is, and I think Mac Jones has been the most impressive rookie quarterback of the preseason, of all the guys I think he's been the most impressive. I think one of the, some of the skepticism on Mac Jones was all the talent he had around him. And I think people looked at that and said, yeah, but when you've got, you know, Jalen Waddell and Devonta Smith and all these great Najee Harris they were so loaded offensively that they wondered is that going to be able to translate to the NFL if you end up in a situation where you don't have the best weapons in the league and New England's not known to have the best weapons in the league and I think that's why there was some skepticism Um, I, I just I think he's been the most impressive thus far.
0: I agree. Last thought on, uh, well, I guess, are you going to finally answer the question, AJ, about what limitations we're talking
3: I, about? I, you know, I don't know that he really has these these <laughs> super limitations. I'm, well, you're the one that kept saying, look I seals, said that was the seals. perception. Oh, OK. Did you see the picture of him after the championship game when he was smoking <laughs> a cigar with his shirt off? Now, that's it. That's
0: <laughs> it. Because here, here's what it is. Everyone hates that they don't have Mac Jones's life. But if they feel like Mac Jones, like if people watch a porno, and let's just say that the fellow is uh, you know, healthy and well-endowed, we'll say, is you can say, yeah, I get why he's a, you know, in that, and I'm not. You can understand that, perhaps, like AJ. Yeah, easy, you can understand that. But if the guy looks like you, and he's got some great life, and you don't, and I'm not sure a porn star has a great life, but you know what <laughs> I'm saying, is now you start wondering, well, what is it about me? Why aren't I in that position? And the easy answer is to say, well, he won't be good then. He He's there. He's an imposter. He's not supposed to be there because he's got a belly. Who cares? Right? I mean, because you look at Cam. Cam looks like Hercules. And give him credit for working out and all that. But right now, if I had to bet week 12, who's going to be the quarterback of the Patriots, I'm betting on Mac Jones. Who are you betting on? Mac yeah, Mac Jones. So, I I think there's a lot of we resent people as a society that we think we're like that have more success than us. We can be okay if they're Brad Pitt. We can say, we get, he's better looking. But Mac Jones feels like an everyman, except he's making millions of dollars and you're at home on the couch. And, again, our audience is the smartest audience in radio. I don't think we're falling prey
3: to that too much. But, A.J., I think you did. Of course. I mean, listen, if there's, if there's one buffoon on the show, it has to be me. Did you think? That, <laughs> I mean, some people
0: are born to certain roles. But, but, but let's be honest. You've sat on the couch and, and, and looked at a guy, especially in your younger. You're about 40. In your younger years, and you were a UFC fighter at the amateur ranks, and you had one professional fight, won it. So you were on the cusp of a professional athlete. Well, I guess you were. You had one fight. How often have you looked at someone else and said, oh, man, I, I, I'm strong as him, or I'm
3: this? How often? I don't know. I, I, a lot, I, I, a lot I, I, you're I don't saying. think so. I don't think I, I, that doesn't really—because, obviously, just the way someone looks doesn't tell the whole story. Well, apparently, it does with Mac Jones. I'm saying the perception you said you just, is. Oh, you keep telling us your opinion, then you, when it gets lambasted, You back, it becomes the perception. You said it's crazy that Mac, people would have thought it was preposterous to take Mac Jones at three. I said they should have taken Mac Jones over Trey Lance.
0: How's this? For now, we're going to see what's trending, but before that, once we do that, I need you to tell us your opinion, not the consensus of the game. Be sure to catch live editions
1: of Straight Out of Vegas, weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific.
2: Straight Out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Jonas Knox, voice of You, the fan. He's the voice of Vegas, RJ Bell.
0: Okay, we'll take our final break. When we come back, we're going to preview Vegas style Saints and Jags. And also give you the updated odds on every quarterback battle. Who's going to be the starter in each of them based upon Vegas?
2: He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio.
1: Out of Vegas! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live
3: hey it's me rob parker check out my weekly mlb podcast
0: inside the parker I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas.
2: And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. And, R.J., we have got Monday Night Football. It is back coming up, and it's kicking off in a little over an hour from now on ESPN. It is the Jaguars at the Saints. And right now on pregame.com, it is New Orleans, a four-point favorite.
0: Yes, and this is a a good—it kind of seems weird to say, but a good marquee game, you know, a standalone game. What's the TV situation on this game? ESPN ESPN. broadcast. Okay, big time. All right, so Jags, obviously Trevor Lawrence. We've talked about his performance uh, in, in the first game. Now he's got a second game. But there's talk with the coach Urban Meyer that this is an open quarterback competition. Now, here's something you might not know. The stash, Minshew, is beloved by the analytics people. In general, they're like... If you listen to some of those kind of more analytically driven podcasts, you'll hear, well, maybe Minshew here because they think he's like maybe the 20th best quarterback in the NFL. I'm not sure they're wrong. What I can tell you is last year when Jacksonville was, I don't want to say tanking, but let's say was demotivated from winning. When Minshew got in there, it's like they were sabotaging him. With the, the, they'd have running backs sit out. I mean, it just really felt like Minshew was trying to win, 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 and no one else cared. And even then, his stats you know, with those hindrances were pretty good. So one, if I were an NFL team, I would want Minshew as a backup. I'm not sure Jacksonville appreciates him, but what we know is you're going to go from Trevor Lawrence to Minshew, and you've got a coach saying it's a real quarterback competition, which means what? He's got to put the first string, in theory, the first string line in, O-line with Minshew, they're with Lawrence. I expect this to be like a dress rehearsal and a battle for the two quarterbacks though we know Lawrence is going to almost certainly be the starter AJ
3: Yeah Urban Meyer going back to the days of Ohio State he used to say that there's a uh, every Position is open every year, and he he believes in that the spirit Ballet, of competition. the same way. But did we ever feel like somebody's going to come in and push Brady, or like if, if somebody outperformed Brady in the preseason, that Brady wouldn't be out there week one? It's funny. Uh, this is kind of related. Is Mike
0: Lombardi, friend of the show, was telling a story about when they had a chance to trade for Steve Young, and he walked in the uh, with the scouts and the decision makers, executives, and he said, "All right, who's in favor of us doing this trade?" And people put up their hand. And who's not in favor? People put up their hand. He walked out, Bill Walsh, and told Lombardi, based on Lombardi, that everyone who said no to this trade, he'll eventually want to fire him because they're so stupid they don't understand football. To me, you're right. Is There was no one except Jimmy G, perhaps, though he wasn't truly competitive, that would have pushed Brady. But it was an open competition. It's just there's no competition. If me and you had an open competition to see who the best fighter was, there's no competition. I'm going to be like a pretzel, hoping I can come out without a broken bone. So, if the, fa- the fact is, Minshew is this. It, do we think Trevor Lawrence is a better quarterback than Minshew today? I'll take Minshew
3: today till I was blue. What do you think? I don't think I would take Minshew. One game, tonight's game. You'd rather have Trevor. I'd rather have
2: Trevor Lawrence. Jonas. Uh, I'd rather have Minshew. Yes. Jonas again. I had listen. And and look, I'm not sure if you put Minshew on the Browns, how much of a drop off is there from Baker Mayfield? see, I'm more of a Baker fan than others, but, but I like but I hear, too. But, but Minshew's, yeah. Minshew's had, I mean, he's had really good performances, and, and his NFL debut, he was called into duty because Nick Foles got injured, and he was playing Kansas City, who ended up in a Super Bowl, and, and he put up really good numbers. I, I I think Minshew's a lot better than people give him credit for. I agree there.
3: Well, Minshew had a worse QBR than Tua last year, and we act like Tua's well, the worst thing in the world. Well,
2: no, no, no. We act like Tua as
0: the tank for Tua level play. No one's saying Tua can't be the 22nd best quarterback in the NFL. But when you take a guy who's injured, fifth, meaning that you're saying he's really like the first or second pick. Like, to me, if they redrafted this year, Tua would have went, I don't know, would Tua have went after Jones? No. Oh, you, you, uh, well, man, maybe yeah, would have. That's a tight call, right? Yeah. But what I'm saying is, I think Minshew could be, and I agree with Jones, about the 22nd best quarterback in the league. And I don't think Trevor Lawrence is right now. Now, obviously, with the Saints, we've got the quarterback controversy. We are straight out of Vegas, and here's the Vegas odds. Winston, a 62% chance to win the starting job. This is to take the first snap in week one. Just to finish some of these battles, uh, Newton is minus 330 over Mac Jones. 72% chance for Newton. Jimmy G, I don't think this is racist, minus 400 (laughs) over Trey Lance. That means 78%. And... Drew Locke, 62%, minus 190 over Bridgewater. Boy, Bridgewater had a good day, too. You know, I'm hearing a lot of talk at Denver that this team is so good, other than quarterback, that maybe Bridgewater's good enough. Because what you have with Locke is high variance. His ceiling's higher, but his floor is lower. If you've got one of the top five rosters in football, and I think that that's what Denver has, other than quarterback— Maybe you don't need high variance. Maybe you need rock-solid 24th-best quarterback, Minshew-level stuff,
3: and then you still make the playoffs. Ten seconds. I agree. And that's why I thought, going back to what we talked about in the first segment, the Jimmy Garoppolo thing, or the the Trey Lance pick was so crazy because their roster is ready to win now to take a guy that's such a high-variance guy seemed odd. That's A.J. Hoffman. So tonight, the Saints favored by four over Jacksonville. And this
0: will feel like a dress rehearsal, I think. Good show, Jonas.
2: If you missed any of this show, you can check out the podcast at FoxSportsRadio.com. Just search for Straight Outta Vegas as we look closer into the Dak Prescott injury saga in Dallas. We are back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern time, 3 o'clock Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio. And as always, you can listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app.
1: Straight Outta Vegas!